0: Think about how low the bar is for you that the minute Ali told you to, that minute we told you to turn your phone sideways, like she complimented She's like, oh, wow, look, you can do it.
1: Ah! I don't, don't even know how to do it sometimes, Listen, hey, I'm yeah. happy to see you. Hey, Aww. man, I'm happy to
2: see you guys too, man. Hey, I, I miss you guys, I really do. I really do miss y'all. I don't miss <laughs> Richard, but I, I, I miss you guys. <laughs>
3: Hey, Road Trippin' fam! We are excited to let you know that Road Trippin' is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played NBA Daily Fantasy on FanDuel before? Well, check this out. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Why should you play... On FanDuel NBA. Well, for one, it is easy to use when it comes to their app. What's not to love about that? But also, for example, they offer different and unique contests across sports in relation to your skill level. Oh, yeah, and get this you can play for big prizes, single game contests for the biggest national matches, and enter contests for as low as five cents. That's right. Five cents. Simply incredible. So, again, let's recap. Right now, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with a 20% deposit match. Enter URL fanduel.com backslash road to play now and get your deposit bonus. That's URL fanduel.com backslash road so they know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win.
0: This episode is brought to you by Starbucks triple shot energy extra strength coffee beverage in a can That's Starbucks coffee that you love ready to drink offered in classic flavors and now in zero sugar. They have four core flavors vanilla dark rose cafe mocha which is my personal favorite and caramel are you a caramel or is it caramel who knows they are both zero sugar and dairy free what gives you energy. Find your Starbucks Triple Shot Energy online or at your local store.
3: The right outfit can bring out something special in us. And with Indochino, creating the best look yet could be more affordable than you think. It may have been a while since the last time you had an excuse to dress up. But whenever that next chance is, make the absolute most of it with Indochino. I will say, even though my shopping experience for a loved one of mine happened online, the efficiency, experience, and intimate way in which Indochino's team was, it made our time spent shopping so worth it. My brother not only feels confident, but received exactly the look, fit, and style he had envisioned. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every detail. Choose everything about your suit from the fabric, lapel, monogram, and statement linings. You can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $3.99 with all customizations included. Shop for your next best look or book a virtual style consultation at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using code Road Trippin at checkout. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at INDOCHINO.com. Promo code Road Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to this edition of Road Roadtripping presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Ali Clifton, alongside Channing Frye, Richard Jefferson. Uh, we have a guest today. You don't see him on the screen, but we do have a guest. He'll be okay. on here shortly. We were just going to record the three of us, but then it's I was like, what?
0: Uh, what would have been better? What like me? Just uh, the three uh, of us? Oh, I'm me sorry. Yes. Um, um, okay.
3: So he's actually in the waiting room as we speak. But before we bring him in, I'm going to see if you guys can guess who he is. So I'm gonna give you a hint. The Pope. No, it's not the Pope. Um, I'm gonna read you his Twitter bio. This is kind of fun. The last time we did this, it was Kendrick Perkin that showed up on the screen. Um, Conan O'Brien. No. His Twitter bio reads Houston Cougar alum. 12 year NBA. Oh no,
0: NBA... no, no don't <laughs> think
3: NBA vet. NBA well, huh? Is this Clyde Drexler? NBA championship coach and NBA analyst for ESPN, and his mom wow. considers him the Clippers mascot. If you Jimmy ask Jackson. him,
1: who? No, <laughs> I don't even know D Jones went to uh, uh, fucking Houston. <laughs>
3: I can't see him yet. Can you guys see him? No, he probably doesn't oh. know how to work
1: it. We don't
0: need to turn on his fucking camera. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, hit the he video Are you there? There we oh, go.
0: Oh God! There he is. <laughs> oh, he is the Clippers
2: yeah. Oh wow!
0: Are you allowed to do media?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am allowed to do media, Richard. Your your face has gotten rounder since the last time I saw you. Yeah, I'm I'm living pretty good right now.
0: Good, good. As long as you're as long as you're eating good and living good, man. That's all that matters.
2: Still
1: you still smoking
2: cigars? Yes, sir. I just had oh. one before before I came on, man. You know, I got to calm my nerves, especially dealing with RJ. For an turn hour. your
0: turn your turn your turn your phone sideways.
3: Oh, oh there lucky. he is. You do know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, I do know. Wow, think, think about it. think about how low the bar is for you that the minute Allie told you to, that minute we told you to turn your phone sideways, like she complimented. She's like, oh, wow, look, he can do it.
1: Uh, ah! Dude, I don't you know even know how anyway, to do this, sometimes, man. Listen, hey, I'm yeah. happy to see you. <laughs> hey, Aww.
3: man, I'm
2: happy to see you guys too, man. Hey, I, I miss you guys. I really do. I really do miss y'all. I don't miss <laughs> Richard, but I I, I miss <laughs> you. Guys too.
0: But y'all, y'all doing all right right now, man. I have, I, honestly... Like, I had a lot of faith in you guys last year. you weren't part of the, the group last year, but last year I had a lot of faith. This year, I had a lot of faith. Thank God you guys won that game seven. Ooh,
1: Thank yeah.
2: God. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I have to I have to say this. I, I am only uh here because I'm supporting my friend. I'm I'm not a part of the Clippers organization. At
3: I was gonna all. say, did I miss something? <laughs>
2: No, no, you didn't. wearing I, the gear. Oh, yeah, I mean, come on. Head coach, I mean, you know. When, you, when you're friends with the head coach, you get, you know, special treatment.
0: It's 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 amazing. You have been special treatment for, like, the last, like, 20 years, man. Congratulations.
1: You <laughs> was friends with Shaq, you was friends with come Ron.
0: On, Like, come on, man. You lucky you had a jumper and a little bit of
2: swag. I'm just saying, am I your friend? <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, we did play together. Am
1: I your friend?
3: Wait, where'd you guys play together?
1: In Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. When oh, he was Lord. freaking it off, Those I played Richard's with him. Darkest times. What
0: are you talking about? I averaged twenty points a game, real easy, quick eighty-two in and out. What are you talking about? Yeah, I yeah. played with him and T. Lou were on the same team. Oh, Me, him, Lord. and T. Lou were all on the same team.
2: Yeah. So I, I'm going to ask this question again, Richard. Am I your friend? <sighs>
0: it depends on how you classify it. Like if I was, if I was in the court of law, then I would, I would probably say like, yes, I know him. Like we're, we're more than acquaintances, but if somebody on the street asked me, I'd be like, hell no.
2: <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. We, we shared a lot of great times together. D, man.
0: Jones, D Jones. We have had a lot of great times. A lot mm-hmm. of great times. If it wasn't for that edit, if it wasn't for that edit that, made about about you saying oh and guess what the nets got better that was literally like your last dude day that again. is the funniest thing it's, but it, but it's this, on repeat no but this is why but, but this is why it's so funny like, so the media, the media person, uh, Kayla, she stopped it. Like she edited it right before I said it. Cause like, you know, sometimes on TV we gotta, you know this is, I'm not the, like, normally you were about to talk to D. Jones. Like I talked to D. Jones and how we talk to each other but then you had to take a breath and I put my head down took a breath and then I said something, but she cut it. Like I just went silent for a minute and went and cowered in the, in the, in the fucking corner but it was still funny. It was good TV is the, the, the magic editing.
1: It was yes, it
0: hilarious. was, <laughs> that, that was still D. Jones' highlight uh, as a broadcaster. <laughs> I'm proud of you, dog.
2: Oh, man. Come on, man. I had better. I had more times than that. I mean, and, and that thing right there, it was just all comedy. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was great. Do
0: you yeah, it wasn't right? the
2: truth, though. It wasn't the truth, though.
0: It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, we know it wasn't the truth. That's what makes it yeah. funny. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. Uh, What's okay, not so, the so, truth. What? because I said the we Nets talking, didn't get better. No, the Nets got fucking god awful. They went like they yeah, started like two seasons later, they started 0-18 or 0-0-17 and, and to start the season. That's how bad they were two seasons after we left. But hey, D Jones, when you watch Kendrick Perkins, do you feel like he's just stolen
2: your whole swag and he just he's just taking money <laughs> <out> extra <the bucket? laughs> Man, Kendrick Perkins is like my brother. So I'm okay with, you know, what he's doing on TV. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, some of the things that he does. And, you know, I, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Carry the but hell I, on.
0: But I'm carry the hell on. But I feel like he's stealing your swag. I feel like everything, like, you've been talking about people have been stealing your swag since the beginning. All the handshakes, yeah. all the everything. Is that true?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, when we look back at it, I was the first guy to wear shades indoors. And then after that, you know, it was a big phenomenon. After that, I mean, oh, just we something. So, we got soldier boy. So wait, is, we got are soldier you the soldier boy, boy of the NBA? Yeah, we got soldier boy. Yeah, no. you got soldier boy. No, you
1: were like, yeah, he did I, everything I first. A, you know that basketball no. was the first one to put it in the hoop.
3: <laughs> Basically, you know my swag. Basically, that is no. so D Jones.
2: No, 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 not everything. Just something. Okay, just some things.
0: All right, so we gonna talk some hoop, and obviously, like we're gonna we're gonna be gentle. You've seen t Lou navigate a lot of different personalities. That was one of the crazy things about our 16 and 17 and 15, your, the 15 team, I wasn't there. But like, how are the personalities? Because you see Kawhi has been on another level, right? Which mm-hmm. you need. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like, I know Paul George gets a lot of heat and he struggled again. Like, what is, what, like, how, how as, you know, being someone that's uh, close to the organization, but not like part of it, how have you been handled, handling kind of the mentals of the guys when they're going through these up and downs, down 0-2, down 3-2, struggling, lose game mm-hmm. one? Like how, how do you handle that?
2: Well, I mean, you guys, you guys understand, you know, T Lou, he's he's a great communicator. And, you know, all he does is just he's honest with the guys. And in that Dallas series, you know, Pat Patrick Beverly is a uh big personality. And having to sit down and talk with him and saying that you know, hey, uh, we're going to put you on the bench and we're going to go Rondo and Reggie. I mean, he accepted it very well because he told him ahead of time. And the communication is the biggest part of uh, coaching that I've seen that T. Lou's done over his career. And I just think that he's the best at doing
1: it. Yeah.
3: You're actually for, I don't know if people actually picked up on it, but you are in Utah right now. Yeah. So you were in the yeah. arena yes.
2: last night? Yes, yes, I was, and it was a uh, <clears throat> man. It was a great environment, you know. That was the best game back in the, the arena. Yeah,
0: yeah that was the best game.
2: Yeah, it was really good. Uh, it was really good in the first half too, because you know the Clippers were up 13. But <laughs> you know we, we know the ebbs and flows of playoff games, and um, in the second half, Utah came out and they were more physical, and you know they they were able to get the win.
1: I think there's been a lot of, like, is Utah. Utah's had evolutions over each year, right? And I think you would look at them before and you would say, oh, Donovan Mitchell's inefficient. And then he kind of fixed that. And then they said, well, he's not really a point guard. So then they brought in, you know, obviously Joe Ingles is huge for them. And and same with Mike Conley, who didn't even play, but just in Bogdanovich. So is this the year that you think, like, the Clippers are legit because they have Kawhi and PG and they have a good cast Mm -hmm. of guys? Is this a year that you think this Utah team looks different? Like, if it was any year, would you be like, this is the the best Utah team I've seen in a long time?
2: Yes, it is. And I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is playing phenomenal basketball. And, you know, the pieces around him are are doing their part. Uh, Mike Conley didn't play last night, but, you know, they got solid contributions from Ingles, um gobert played well defensively even though he was in foul trouble but uh this team looks really good and i see why now that they had the best record in the nba this year
0: okay really quickly and i and i mean this with zero disrespect because Uh we know we no no no, i'm not even we know that d wade is a first ballot hall of famer one of the great players (laughs) of this generation right Mm -hmm. like great dude all the things and I love seeing him talk with uh, Donovan Mitchell. But the more <laughs> I watch Donovan Mitchell, please tell me that he's not D-Wade with a jump shot.
2: He is. And he that's is. fucking scary. Because quick.
0: I too,
1: thought D-Wade was quicker,
0: though. He's stylistically he was, he was well, When he was I'm, young, he was quick. But that handle that you see oh, with him sure. using for now, sure. they like, when yeah. Donovan yeah. came in the league, he had a nice handle for a two guard. Now he's got a pity pat like he's a point guard. Yes. That's a fucking
2: problem. That's yes, problem. it is. And and he looks more and more like D-Wade every day. But like you said, he has a better jump shot. And I'm telling you, he he shot that jump shot with range last night. Yes. And it, it was hard uh, defensively for the Clippers in that second half because, you know, what do you do? You know, do you trap him? Uh, it's hard to trap him because you a have lot of shooters on the floor. And, you know, you just have to pick your poison and hope that you get one guy that's able to at least stay in front of him and make his, his shots tough.
1: So I got a question, it's a completely opposite conference. So we all fell for that Milwaukee pump fake the first game, right? And now, listen, and we and here's what I'll say. When I saw them go out the first five minutes and I saw them do a drop and ice with Brooke Lopez, with KD and Kyrie, I said, not again, Booty Hoser again right and so i'm just like when is it not so much Giannis, right when is it not the player right when is it like like the organization looking at like yeah we're good during the regular season and no matter how many other players you put in here they're all falling into the same trap of running into the same like they're playing pj tucker on kb all game now i'm like on tv like you can't give one player one defensive assignment, especially KD, you gotta throw Giannis at him, Chris Middleton at him, mm-hmm. PJ. Like, mm-hmm. oh Giannis mm-hmm. got Giannis got some of so Giannis got
0: some of that work in now. transition. I don't, I don't. Yeah, but even still, like even in transition, like I just I don't know. My thing about about and we know this about great offensive players. If and I know Kawhi is a uh Kawhi is a great two-way player, and we saw the difference with him guarding um with him guarding uh Luca. 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 But you can't ask Kawhi to go give you forty, and then go shut down Luca for forty-two minutes. Like you can't do that. So you can't ask Giannis to go give you thirty-five or twenty-five, and then have him trying to stop uh, KD the whole time because you're gonna struggle on the offensive end because that person's gonna get exhausted. (laughs) Luca kind of got tired a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. like, what what do you think?
3: But do you still think that really quick that Milwaukee has enough? Because I feel like. Richard, you mentioned it last year in the postseason that you believe Giannis is a 1B. And right now, Ooh, that's like what that. you're seeing. Ooh, and i really like that, that because it was a conversation. They didn't like that.
1: They didn't like people that. People didn't like that. I say he wasn't
3: People didn't like it, but right now, so we're just going to turn and say that they have enough. Oh, no, I mean,
0: look, trust me. I, I still have that bullet in my gun, Allie. I'm just waiting to fire it again for the second postseason. Like, what the fuck did I tell y'all? And that is not a disrespect. I do feel bad because I, I I didn't unintentionally shot a shot at pippen and so like you know my og was like watch it young fella so like i have no problem with that but like it's okay Shaq was a 1b Shaq had d wade Shaq had kobe Shaq had penny hardaway he needs to go find that. that that's all that that's all it is and i'm not saying that this series is over i still think that the, i think that this series is going to go six or seven so Ooh. i'm not even i'm not even tripped. they brooklyn won two games at home and they were the higher seed i'm <laughs> sure how bad, get, that, how, bad that, did, how bad did we get? How bad? How bad did we get blown out in Golden State? Hey. How bad did we get blown out in Golden State?
1: I understand. How bad did we, get, how bad did we yeah, blow out Toronto? Had a 1A. Yeah, but yes. how bad did we get blown a out in and a Toronto? <laughs> I understand. But we got blown but out. in made adjust- it We were three making three. adjustments, Richard. They're not making adjustments. Giannis played thirty-five minutes the first game.
0: We got and, blown and it, out in Toronto and then or we blew them out two games at home, won 10 in a row, and then got beat two games up in Toronto. You know why Richard
3: was that just because of things that were going on between the lines? Or
0: <laughs> we lost to the
2: streets. It was because Damon
0: Jones. Damon Jones was the street coordinator. No, so I
2: was not. No, I was not. But look, I'm 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 gonna get to this Milwaukee thing, right? So I I thought with the additions of Drew Holiday and Cordis and PJ Tucker that it was going to be different. Right. And in that first round, I saw a different Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. But in, in this series, Bud has went back to the Milwaukee Bucks of the last two years and he's letting Giannis initiate the offense Ugh. in Miami, in Miami. He didn't do that. And there was ball movement, player movement. Now, what he's doing is he's having Giannis bring the ball up the court and nobody's guarding him at the three point line and everybody's attached to the other players. What he needs to do is put the ball in Drew Holiday's hands. They need to post Giannis and try to get offense out of that. Okay. Put him as close to the basket as you could get he him. He's scoring
1: Blake Griffin. He's well, one listen. for 11.
2: Listen, they need to put him closer to the basket and let him post up and try to dominate in the paint. And then hopefully, you know, <clears throat> then Brooklyn, then double teams, and then they could get their shooters some shots. But him handling the ball up top, we've seen what that's done over the last two playoff se- seasons. And that's got them, you know, bounced out yeah, of the playoffs. But they playoff. also,
0: but they got to shoot the ball better. Like, like, look, I, I look, I'm with it. I'm not gonna sit here and blame Giannis and Bud for all no, of it.
1: Some of these dudes,
0: some no. dudes got to play, got to play better. And and that's including right. Giannis, and that's including
1: everybody. Like, right. as a spot up shooter, right? It's a lot different when somebody's not right in front of me. When Giannis has the ball, they're playing straight up. So when he throws me the ball, as a shooter. I'm rushing a shot with somebody contesting. It's not like people are in rotation. They're never getting a clear shot. Like, they have good ball movement. I think they're the number one three-point shooting team because you would double-team Giannis. He kick out, swing, swing. Brent Forbes shoots it. If you watch him, he has to make a one-on-one move. Dude, Brooklyn is the best one-on-one team in the NBA. So do you not think they practice that? That's what they're good at. Right. Yeah. So if somebody's going one on one, they're like, oh, I play this every day versus the three best one-on-one guys in the NBA. Brent Forbes, you're not going anywhere. Chris Middleton, you're inefficient. Stop it, Giannis. And then who else? Brooke Lopez isn't posting up. He's not drawing fouls. But that's mm-hmm. what I'm and, and that's why I agree with you, D. Jones, is like they need to go and slow this pace of the game down because if they get in transition, it's over. Oh, it's over. They got to get laid <laughs> and set their defense and to me I don't know why they don't switch. KD's gonna barbecue all of them. You might as well switch and say, hey, KD, if you get 50, at least I'm limiting Joe Harris and uh Shaman and all these other guys from getting mm-hmm. easy buckets. If you gotta yeah. get 50, get 50.
2: Yeah, I I mean I totally agree. And I, I just think that they're approaching well, the first two games anyway, but the series is not over. You know, they lost two games on the road. They go yeah, back series
0: home. ain't over. But
2: yeah. it's not it's not over, but the their approach in the first two games is nerve-wracking and scary for me because you know KD and Kyrie, those guys are gonna they're gonna get better. I mean <laughs> can can Milwaukee can Milwaukee score 120 points? If they can't score 120 points, they don't have a chance to win a game in this series.
3: Okay, so we just talked about the Utah Clippers series. <coughs> what do you think is gonna happen in that series? D Jones.
2: Well uh I'm, I'm going to take the Clippers in, in seven. Uh, I just think that uh, the adjustments that uh, Coach Lou is going to make uh, coming up is going to be uh, good enough for those guys to get over the hump. I think Paul George is not going to play uh, any worse than he did yesterday. I think he's going to get better. Um, Kawhi is going to play better. And you have to understand, game one, you want to steal that game. But it's a, it was tough to ask the Clippers to win that game seven on Sunday, right? Travel Monday, limited preparation for game one, and, you know, just the fatigue of the altitude and everything and, and, and come out and get the win. So hopefully uh, with a day's rest and more preparation today that they'll be better suited to to win the game two tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and I want to compliment uh, Coach Lou one more time because – I, uh, I did game three. And so asking him, Hey, what are you doing and how are you going to make adjustments? Because we know that's one of T Lou's best attributes is his ability to make adjustments and communication. And so he was like, Richard, we're going to have to dial it back even more. We're going to have to simplify it every more. And that's where he's at his best. Like what I love about him is that you had Patrick Beverly starting and playing and then they realized that he might be difficult because Luca, as much as you say with that and Patrick, we love you, Luca's too much of a load on the post and if you start to help, now you're really in trouble. Now you're really in trouble because you're forced to help. But his ability to keep guys like Luke Kennard engaged. Luke Kennard didn't yes. play at all. And then all yes. of a sudden, like game seven, game one, like that is so difficult, not as a professional, but as a coach to communicate that hey, you're gonna get your shot. You're gonna give your opportunity, and then it might not be for five or six games. So you gotta wait. But mm-hmm. shout out to Luke Kennard, and you gotta give the player a ton of credit. But you also gotta mm-hmm. give the coach credit for keeping that player engaged and mm-hmm. and enabling him when the opportunity came. Like no, go do go do your thing. What do you have? 18. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he had 18.
2: Richard. I mean, he shoot, he us. he uh he uh man, he almost led the team in scoring. Yeah, he played so well last night, and and. You know, not only did he play well offensively, he played well defensively as well. I mean, he yeah. was all over the floor. You know, his rotations and stuff were good, um, and that's just, that's just that's just who T. Lou is. And I, I don't think he gets enough credit as being one of the top coaches in the league. Um, that that's still my mission to to get that out there. Oh, but geez. you know, just think about just think about this, Boogie Cousins. Yeah, he hadn't yeah. played. He hadn't played, and, and he gave him some minutes yesterday. And he was good in his minutes. And and that just helps the coach going forward. Hey, I know what guys are going to be good in this series. Uh, I know I can mix and match and do different things. And, you know, I, I'm very confident in his game plan going in the game too.
1: If you can get Boogie to give you 15 minutes, right, mm-hmm. that gives you a huge advantage of having a, a skilled big man at the top of the key who can hit, you know, two out of six, two out of five threes to get Gobert out, run those Mm -hmm. drawing kicks, get going downhill, kick back out. But also when they do switch that dribble handoff, you know, when you're going downhill, he can roll to the post and on a double team, get somebody like Luke Kennard a corner three off the swing swing. So like Mm -hmm. it, you know, watching that game yesterday, I think, you know, obviously Utah needed to win that, right? Based on everything you said. But I also think that they got to think, damn, that's the worst they're going to be.
2: Yeah, that's the worst
1: because, you know, even Richard, like Richard and I, when when T Lou will be like, hey, when Aaron Baines goes in, you're going in. So check yourself in. He goes, Richard, which when Marcus Morris goes in, you go in or this and that. And so we're just like, hey, we got to be ready because these are our matchups and we play with Mm -hmm. these guys. And then you start to the more the game goes, the more you start to understand your minutes and man, I need to be in better shape or I need to work on this or I need to do these plays. And so it is a, a chess game. And I think T. Lou is one of the best at that.
3: Two things yeah. about Ty. And I will say this, and it's no disrespect to other coaches, but it's one thing that I always admired about him is to your point, D. Jones, of like, you feel like he doesn't get enough respect. One, that's not on Ty to, to go out and search for that. Because I think the best thing about Ty is Ty isn't about Ty. is
2: mm-hmm.
3: about mm-hmm. the product in front of him and the results. Right. And right. I think that is rare. Um, mm-hmm. and it's something that, but to your point, he doesn't mean he doesn't deserve the credit.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I just, guy- my, 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 thing is this, right. And you know, you hit it on the head alley. He doesn't care about any of it. He doesn't read any of it. He doesn't listen to any of it. Only time he hears about anything is when I tell him about it. <laughs> but, and, right. and, but I'm just saying that like, we, we talk about all these other coaches in the league and what they've done. and You know, we, we give them their flowers, but it's always with him. It's always, well, he had LeBron James and nobody, I mean, Richard and, and Channing, they could both attest to this, that the things that he does behind the scenes and the preparation and how he gets guys ready to play. That's huge.
1: Oh, he was wearing himself
0: down. We like, people don't know, like T Lou was like sick. Like he was wearing himself down, like working so hard, doing so much. And we was like, T man, you got to take care of yourself. But he was on some, like, he was on, he people don't. I think a lot of times when people see former players and I'm going to be real, especially like African-American, like former players, they think that, Oh, because you were a player, that's how you're going to coach or that. Mm No, no, This man is putting hours and hours and hours and in, it's like you hear the hardest working coaches are Spolstra and Thibodeau. And that it's like, no, T Lou is one of the top five hardest working coaches that I saw. And I probably, and I played for 10 coaches in my career. And he is Mm -hmm. definitely one of the hardest working coaches from like start to
2: finish. Yeah. And, and, and the misconception is, is that, you know, former players, you know, always get an opportunity to, you know, be coaches, but, No one talks about, you know, where he started. I mean, he started behind the bench in Boston with Doc Rivers where, you know, he had to work his way up, work his way up. And over the years, he became good at what he does. You know, he was able to, you know, foresee what his career would be like as a coach. And that that takes hard work. I mean, you don't just get there overnight. And, you know, he's done a good job at it. I, I just hope and wish and pray that he gets more credit then he's, he's getting right.
0: In this series, he'll get a lot of credit. Yeah. <laughs> you series, sure?
2: You yeah. sure? Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, he this won a first championship. Conference hey. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He won a championship. I mean, no yeah, credit after know, that. you know how that goes.
0: You know how that goes.
3: The NBA playoffs are here, and you'll be in hoops heaven betting all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There are so many exciting matchups, and FanDuel is taking that excitement to another level. Because new and existing users, all customers, can bet risk-free throughout the playoffs. Once you have a FanDuel Sportsbook account, you can bet one same-game parlay risk-free every week. That means you can combine multiple bets for an even bigger win. And if you don't win, you'll get up to $10 back. The most intriguing matchup to me looking at the current odds on FanDuel Sportsbook right now, I'd have to say the Clippers coming out of the West at plus 350. Not only have they won two in a row to tie up the series at 2-all, but with the news regarding the health or lack thereof, with Luka Doncic, I'll take the Clippers in those odds. Basketball fans, now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot. New users can still get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code ROADTRIPPIN to bet the NBA playoffs risk-free. That's code road trippin, exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 and older and present in New Jersey. Risk-free bet for the first online real money wager only and refund issued at non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Same game parlay refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 7 days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.
0: This episode of Road Tripping is brought to you by Bourbon Time. Even if you don't have a traditional nine to five schedule, there is no denying that this past year has changed the way that work and rest intersect. Without a designated office to come home from, we're missing that natural break in our days. Our friends at Jim Beam recognize this phenomenon and they wanna help us out. Beat the burnout and start blocking off the hour of six to 7 p.m. as your me time, where you can do what you love for you and only you. And what better way to spend my me time than with my feet up, enjoying a nice smooth glass of Jim Beam. So let's make the idea of bourbon time a reality. Join me in reclaiming 6 to 7 p.m. as the happiest hour so you can do whatever it is that makes you happy. And if that involves a glass of bourbon, remember to drink Jim Beam responsibly. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Claremont Kentucky.
1: For me, summer is all about sitting next to the pool, listening to the palm trees, having a cold glass of whatever you want next to you, enjoying bomb beats, listening to the kids laugh, having a fire pit next to you, with people enjoying great stories. Maybe somebody's playing that acoustic guitar and they actually know how to play. I'm telling you, the Solo Stove brings the summer nights together. I used to love going to summer camp. Number one, they feed you whenever they want or whenever you want. And number two, the friendship, the camaraderie, the memories, everything. But the biggest thing, the most important thing was the s'mores and there was endless s'mores. Maybe it was because I was a little skinnier than everybody else. I got two, but man, I was the luckiest guy at summer camp. I'm gonna be real here. The solo stove is a hit, not only with my family, but with every other family that I've ever introduced it with. The smokeless design, the easy handle, the stand, just every little bit that has been created from the Solo Stove makes it amazing. I am recommending this to everyone, and everyone who's had it has said thank you, Channing. It makes our nights, whether it's summer, whether it's winter, whether it's fall, making it better. Solo Stove creates story-worthy moments without the fireside fumes.
3: Going on really quick because we want to get your thoughts on all these series, D. Jones. So we talked about Milwaukee Nets. Who do you have winning that one, and in how many games? Oh, I have the Nets winning
2: that. I mean, if it goes, if it goes six games, then mm, I, I see it in five. I see Nets the in Nets in winning this series in five. Wow. All
3: right, so let's come back Nets over to the West. Phoenix, Denver. Well, thoughts on the
2: series? I I. I, I I I like the way Denver came out uh, in that first game. Um, It it was similar to Clippers, uh, Utah last night. Uh, Phoenix, in that second half, they turned it up. So is Jokic going to be able to uh, sustain an MVP level play throughout 48 minutes? And if he's able to do that, you know, I I like – I like Denver's chances, but I'm going to go with Phoenix in in six games in this series.
0: That Phoenix defense is a lot different than that Portland defense.
2: (laughs) It sure is.
0: That Phoenix defense, because this is what people need to understand. Defense is not – like, defense can be first quarter smothering, but defense is the ability to wear you the F down over 48 minutes. So when you struggle in the last eight minutes or you struggle in the last six minutes or you struggle in the last two, three minutes – that's the defense working, right? Like that, that's the mm-hmm. you can keep up with a great defensive team over a quarter, over two quarters, over three quarters, but it's hard to hit contested shot. Watching Rudy go bare, like just I know we're gonna go back. Watching that man scramble around at seven foot is is it is impressive. I don't think I've seen a seven foot big man, big man mm-hmm. run around and and do the defensive things that he's able to do. And I know Phoenix doesn't have that, but Phoenix has a similar scrambling like. DeAndre
3: They've been uh, ball,
0: but he ain't, he ain't, balling, he ain't. Yeah. no bear.
1: No, but no. I'm saying for hey, to be hey. so young, right? That dude is handling his business. I think he's going tit for tap for everyone he's played against. Like, yeah, well, Chris
0: Paul Chris Paul raised that. Chris Paul, <laughs> like, these are the shots you're going to shoot 100% of the time when I throw you the ball. If you don't shoot those balls, I'm going to cuss you out.
1: He's still got to <laughs> make it. Yeah, and defensively, yeah, yeah. he's in the game, right? It's like, hey, he's doing what he all, has to all- do.
2: Are we giving him a lot of credit because he's from Arizona? No. <laughs> yep. no. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Channing no, is. I... Channing is. I saw it. For I sure. saw it in his face. No, because I, I was critical,
0: I was critical of him his first like I when he was averaging three free throws, four free throws a night, built like David Robinson. This shit was pissing me off. Cause I yeah. thought, like, I don't like, I even said it's like, dude, I appreciate Luca and what Luca is doing. I'm still taking DeAndre Ayton. And I and I know people, you know, might not be whatever, but it's like, look, Michael Jordan was drafted third. Everyone talks shit about Sam Bowie. Ain't nobody talking shit about Akeem Olajuwon being drafted number one, right? And it's yeah. like Akeem yeah. Olajuwon's career compared to Jordan is not even close, not even close. But you're still not complaining that you got Akeem Olajuwon for 15 years. You ain't complaining sure. about that shit, right?
2: No, so, Houston Rockets, they loving that.
0: They loving that, even though Jordan won six championships. It's like, nah, we good with the dream.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: can wanna... Phoenix
3: sustain this, though? Oh yeah, I yeah. I think they can.
2: I, I think they can. I, I think I'm I, man. Booker is playing out of his mind. Watching him in that Lakers series, like I mean, he's really, really taking the challenge of of being that guy. And we all know what Chris Paul brings. You know, he's gonna get everything. He's going to orchestrate everything, have everything set on a platter for everybody on both ends of the floor. And I, I just think they can sustain. I think they finally uh, get to the Western Conference Finals this year. Hey, real,
0: Okay. One player right now, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, starting a team. Wow.
2: Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell.
0: Taking you know, Devin have- Booker.
1: He's a better passer.
2: I'm going. I'm going to take Devin Booker as well. I mean, I mean, he's he's scoring that ball. He, he's facilitating, and I, I think he plays a little bit better defense than than uh, Donovan Mitchell. Wow,
1: I'm taking Booker.
0: You're not, all Richard? Day. I, I'm no. Look, look. I'm probably taking Donovan Mitchell just because I've seen him. Now I understand. Like, but Donovan Mitchell has been the best player on his team since he showed up. Like Donovan Mitchell has been the best player on his team. He's season. the best no, 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 player, no, he's but he's not the most confident. No, 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 that's not saying a lot. But he's taken him to the postseason every single year. Gobert has taken him to the postseason. No, Gobert, look, Gobert has blossomed into this. I love Gobert's defense. No, I'm saying Where's Gobert. is the MVP has of that
1: team. When Gobert's not in the game, I'm not they disputing. are a completely
0: different team. The first year that they went to, the first year they went to the postseason where it was Donovan Mitchell's rookie year, that wasn't like everyone wasn't raving about Gobert. Gobert has gotten better every year to become this dominant force. But I'm just saying since the moment Donovan Mitchell showed up there, now he had veterans around him, he had talent around him, but the minute he showed up, he was the best player on his team, I don't not talk about MVP most important right, Donovan right, right, Mitchell right. is the most important player on their team, from a standpoint of like he's their best player in that fourth quarter when you need buckets when you need shots who's going for 50 balls that man was going for 50 balls in, in the in the bubble. I'm not dis- disrespecting D book. We're splitting hairs here. There ain't no wrong right. answer, but right, I just, right. I, I like I, the fact that he's the, been the best player on his team and gotten better and his team has gotten better and players mm-hmm. around him have gotten better every year.
2: I I, I agree with you uh, with that, Richard. I I go back to that first series against Memphis when he wasn't there in that game one, yeah. they really struggled. They struggled. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you on that, Richard.
3: Yeah. But I also think when he returned, just the jump, I understand like the struggling, but then the way in which he took them to that next level—not just like it.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's different. Yeah, we talk um, about Braun missing a ton of time. That boy missed a ton of time. That boy missed a <laughs> month and showed up in the postseason. Was like, I got. Yeah, the listen. difference. Fifteen years. I'm not disputing that, but it's it's, go, more, it's more of the difficulty to do that, right? I'm just the getting yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying I'm great. The difficulty to do that, Bron, we 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 know about his intelligence. As a younger player, there's a disadvantage because you might not have ever done that before, like taking a month off and then jumped into the most intense situation. He didn't have that much playoff experience if you're comparing him to like the other great players. But no, I'm with you. I just think it still was impressive.
3: Last series, Philly, Atlanta. Ooh. Atlanta's, okay.
1: Look, them boys, them boys I'm going to say this.
3: Tell
1: me if I'm right. Trey Young is a mismatch when they can get out and, and when they can slow the game down. But when Ben Simmons can get out and transition and be effective, that like literally that's what happened last night. I watched the whole game and I was just like when they get turnovers, when Atlanta missed six layups in the first quarter, then they missed I think five or six in the third quarter. Then the bench for the Sixers took over. Tyrese Maxey, had 10 of those points. Up until that point, they had zero. So like, mm-hmm. like the Hawks, I think just felt like they ended the game wrong. The, the first game mm-hmm. they came back and they couldn't jumpstart the engine. It's like a bad lawnmower. And then when they, they had to play perfect to get it back. And the minute they made a sub, that sub couldn't keep up with the pace of like, you know, when you, when you're playing perfect if that sub ain't on on point, Right, They subbed her. They subbed somebody in and all of a sudden it went down and then Philly made, got turnovers and
0: Joel and B. Philly gonna, I feel like, look, game one is one thing. Philly going to keep in my opinion, and I'm not saying Atlanta can't handle it and people are like, oh, well, the Knicks played great defense. I'm like, Philly plays great defense with better offense. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Philly plays the same defense. Like, you know, there was so much about Julius Randle struggling and then Derrick Rose playing great, but it's like, yo, you're asking a lot of that vet and that moment to keep that sustain that. The yeah. difference is with Philly, they play the same defense, if not better. Probably better defense because they have bigger players doing it. And then their offense is far better. That's my yeah, thing yeah, about Atlanta. Like, can they sustain? And if they can, good for them.
1: Think about this: the whole first quarter, Tobias Harris carried the team. They were like, "We'll make Tobias beat you." I think he had 15 of his 18 in the first quarter. And then after that, Joel Embiid said, "You're done. Come on over." <laughs> like, boop, boop, and then he was up there smacking that boy. I said, "Damn."
2: Yeah, yeah, I. Okay, I-, I- the defense, the defense is what's going to carry Philly, but nobody has an answer for Embiid, and I, I just think that, man, as it, as good of a story as Atlanta has been this postseason, like they they lose this series in six games. At
3: yeah. Atlanta does. Yeah. How I guess I guess how long can Joel sustain though that knee injury?
2: I I don't know. I mean, he he's you know they have to get him rest in off days and his treatment and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, he could sustain it for this series. He, he could sustain it for wearing, this series.
0: Yeah. I'm not, that's what I'm saying. I was surprised. I know he's probably wearing it like a bunch of knee sleeves and stuff, but he's not even wearing a knee brace to protect it. Right. Which to me is like, dude, like if it's already compromised and they might say it's slight tear, they might say, you know, just because it's like, it's not, it might not be ripped off the bone, right? It might mm-hmm. not be completely gone. There might just be, you know, you know, they probably have a hundred MRIs of his knee and they're like, oh yeah, there is a slight tear. So you go and say it, is it his meniscus? Yeah. Yeah, it's his meniscus. And so it's like, I right, look, I'm not a doctor and I'm not gonna play up here, but yeah, that dude looks like a problem. And, you know, <laughs> it's only gonna continue being a problem the, 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 the more time he gets. Hey, I, there was one topic that I wanna switch base on real quickly because all four, all five of us, there's four of us here, excuse me. Um, All four of us are privy to some very personal conversations of high level people, right? Mm -hmm. And I want to get your take. Now, Jay Will, as much as I give Jay Will a bunch of shit, like that's my dude, that's my boy. I fuck with him, but it's fun to like give each other shit in the public space. Right. Can you break it down the amount of rules he broke because people might not understand the amount of rules that he broke, whether it's true or not, discussing that conversation that he had with Kevin Durant. Now, I, again, Kevin Durant says it wasn't true. Jay Williams said it was true. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about what he did that was actually wrong by talking about a conversation, true or not. Like, And only
3: the three of you can talk about it because you've been in locker rooms. And you yeah, understand but, that trust that you put into someone that has mm-hmm. the platform in which Jay Williams has.
1: But Al, you,
0: you're a part of this too, because- I know, I, but I'm saying you, this is a
3: great conversation for you guys. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, I, I'm going to start it off uh, by saying that you should never, you should never take a confidential conversation to that platform, to where you know people can dissect or think one way about somebody, and it—I I don't know—I because I, I I like Jay Will. I work with Jay Will uh, at ESPN. You know, I think he's a cool dude, uh, but you just don't do that. You don't do it because it it puts it puts Kevin Durant now in, in a, a bad spot. place. It puts him in a bad spot because now it, it seems like that he's talking about people behind their back, and no. he's saying things about Giannis or or whoever they were talking about. Whatever the conversation was, true or untrue, uh, you should never put it out on that space unless you have a conversation with Kevin Durant. Hey Kevin, you know w- we're talking about you know you guys a series. You know I I want to mention. You know the conversation that we had at the, the holiday party or whatever. Is it okay with you for me to do so? And if he says yes, then you know it, it's it's good TV. But not to get that consent and then go there and do it, put Kevin in, in a compromising position, and then he comes back and says the things that he says. It, it just makes Jay will look, you know, like he's not credible.
0: Yeah, and that and that's and that to me is what's so tough is that we all have worked so long, all, all four of us in our careers to establish relationships, to build relationships, to build trust. One of the things with this podcast is that we would edit out anything that might be drama because we just wanted fun stories. Right. So like if there's Mm -hmm. something said, or like if Jay will was on that podcast as well on this podcast and he said that, We would edit that out because I'm like, Jay, like that ain't going to be something that, you know, Kevin Durant ain't wanted it. We don't want any of that drama because this is why it's a problem. One, you're playing against Giannis. Giannis is down Mm 0-2. But going back to Milwaukee, like Giannis had a 50 ball against him during the season, right? So we're like, this is a two-time MVP defense. Like this dude is a bad, bad man. So now you are inadvertently giving bulletin board material to one of the best players in the world and you're saying it's coming from one of the best players in the world that he's playing against there are so many rules that were broken here and this is all from a place of people that as much as i give Jay will shit i fuck with Jay will but there's also lessons to be learned i've had to learn lessons you've had to learn lessons we've all Mm -hmm. had to learn lessons in this spot but like when i first heard this and i first saw this and then obviously Kevin Durant reacted the way he did. And and I understand, like, you got to come intense because you're trying to end the noise that that's a fucking lie. I didn't say it. And I'm not here to say the truth. We're just more here to tell people you can't ever, ever do that. Mm-mm. It's such a learning lesson
3: too. This is where I would bring myself in, Richard, because I was speaking solely from the fact that you guys Are the ones inside the locker room you're the ones that when it comes to things like this have to actually go out and compete and follow up but from my side as a professional i think the like one and first common rule i've learned is that if you are not inside the arena inside the professional space which for us is arenas right if we're not on the job nothing else is allowed to be said so if you are at a function if you are at an event, if you are at a holiday party, traveling with the calves for six seasons, inside the hotels, to and from the bus, on the airplanes, the things in which you see and hear, that's off your record. Yeah. And it, it, there is mm-hmm. no place for it. And mm-hmm. I, I was taught that from other professionals <laughs> in the business. And no matter, I mean, I have some of the strongest relationships with you two and the things in which I have not been able to say, or give out, though it could maybe help me and push me forward and take me to a different, it doesn't matter. Because once you lose that, it's not just between you and Kevin Durant, Jay will it's on a whole nother platform. It's on yeah, a whole yes. nother level in which yeah. people come to you for information.
0: Well, and D Jones, think about this. All, all four of us have had conversations starting with this. How can I say this? Right, like how can I say, no no, no say knows this? Yeah. D. Jones knows yes. this. Guys, yes. how can I say this is a is a great way because a lot of times people, you guys might not know this when we have information that we feel like the public would know, or it's great for the culture, but we don't want to expose the people that tell us it's like look, Woj has a million leaks, there's a million leaks out there, like Sham and Woge, and all these people breaking information is because they're getting insider information, so that's not new, but it's like how do I say this? If you're like how do I talk about this conversation I had? I was like, look, you can even like say it sideways at the side of your mouth like, look, there's some people out there that don't feel like Giannis and Kevin Durant to be in the same conversation. Like you ain't got to say it's from Kevin Durant, you could just say yeah, something yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think
3: you just have to understand too that our world is you cannot leave anything up for interpretation.
2: No. Because uh, that's what we you know. And, and I'm gonna say this for you guys, and, and this is probably gonna be uh, earthbreaking. Um I think that my career in broadcasting at ESPN uh could have been better if I was if I would have put out some of the things that I had, you know, in my mind oh, or said yeah. said some things, said some things about. Uh, people being very critical. I think I think I could still be on TV right now, but I I wasn't gonna compromise You know, certain people and relationships just to you know stay on TV. I love doing TV. Uh, work with a lot of great people, but it, it just it just wasn't my space. And so I, that that's what I'm Hard. I'm saying for Jay will. It's hard. I mean, that business is hard Mm -hmm. because you have to, you know, you have to call on those relationships to, you know, have the best stories or, or you know, give the best information. You have to, you know, use some of the stuff that you have uh, in your back pocket. And I, I I just refuse to do that. And I think that's why um, my uh, time at ESPN was short. Yeah. Respect to
3: you. And I think we're gonna wrap it up because, with that said. Way back when, when we started road tripping, this guy, <laughs> this guy wanted to be, where'd he go?
2: He
0: left, he's gone.
3: This oh, guy there, wanted oh, to, be host yeah. so to be a co-host on road tripping.
0: So yesterday when I reached out camp. to
3: him, he was like, I have been kicking myself in the ass because I wanted to be a host yeah.
2: on yeah. road tripping. Yeah. Hey, 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 listen, you know what? I've made a lot of mistakes in my life Uh, doing my know. basketball career, oh. you know, uh my life in general and one of the biggest mistakes that i made was not becoming a part of road tripping because you guys are on a different stratosphere right now and i would be on i would be alone for the ride and i let my pride get in the way so i want to tell i want to tell all three of y'all y'all are doing a fantastic job i watch all the podcasts and if an opportunity comes back for you guys to bring me on again You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna gonna bring you
0: on. We're gonna bring you on next time we have a guest. We're gonna bring you on. There we go. We're gonna have you as a reoccurring. We're gonna
3: let you audition. We're gonna let you.
0: Like (laughs) like we're gonna get. We gonna get you and Perk on here.
3: (laughs) With that said, though, we are coming up on the five year anniversary of the 2016 title. So give us a story before Richard has to run to the jump and actually be on television. Give us one of your favorite Uh, stories from that season.
2: Maybe all the times
3: you used to come into practice and joke with these guys, and they used to hate you so much.
2: Listen, I'm telling you right now, and I've said it on different uh, podcasts or whatever, Richard Jefferson and Channing Frye was a huge part of what we did in Cleveland. Just their, you know, the work ethic and the behind-the-scenes stuff, always keeping guys positive, keeping guys engaged. If it wasn't for those two guys, I'm saying it right here on Road Tripping, I don't think we would have been as successful as we were. So guys... I appreciate you as being an assistant coach. I know we had a lot of fun and joked around and y'all gave me shit all the time, but I really do appreciate both of you guys for what y'all did. I really do.
0: Hey, hey we appreciate you too, Jones. We appreciate you coming on here, brother.
3: We appreciate you all so right, much man. that we want to thank all our, right. we'll our family of Canis Vineyards. Um, they Ooh, always Yeah, all the delicious wine yep. that we drink on here. So we're going to shoot some your way. All
2: right. I appreciate you guys and hope to uh, be on again soon.
3: Enjoy All the right, game. Go get your go get your costume ready. Game 2 is smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a
2: mascot. I'm not a mascot.
3: Co- Shout out I'm, to I'm your mom. Head,
2: I'm, I'm the head. I'm the head coach's friend. Oh, oh, here, God. God. oh here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah.
0: Bye, DJ. Bye. Love you, love All you. right. Okay.
2: love you too, guys. All right. Love Bye.